Welcome to the Dewtill Sermons Podcast, a ministry of Dewtill Church in Cranberry Township, PA. Each week, we share the message from our Sunday services. Be sure to click subscribe and follow along every week. We are continuing our current series, Word to the Wise, which explores teaching from the wisdom literature of the Bible. The fourth message in the series is titled, The Futility of Riches, and is based on Proverbs 22, verses 21 through 23, and Proverbs 23, verses 1 through 11. Hear now this week's message from Senior Pastor Tom Parkinson. It's hard to believe that it was 20 years ago this fall that I entered Geneva College as a student in the philosophy program. And so it was 20 years ago that one of my philosophy professors introduced me to a piece of wisdom that I've held on to all these years. And that wisdom is that all truth is God's truth. All truth is God's truth. And what that statement means is, number one, God is the source of all truth, and God is also the source of all people. And all people, the Bible says, are made in God's image and likeness, and so that means that all people are capable of sharing something that's true, and when they share something that's true, that truth comes from God, whether that person realizes it or not. It was for this reason that in my college philosophy program, we regularly read books from people who were anti-Christians, people who were atheists, people with whom I had deep disagreements. But we read those books with an eye open to the idea that even people we disagree with, even people who believe in a different God than we do, could potentially say something that is true. And if they say something that is true, all truth is God's truth. Well, today in our scripture lesson, we see that principle on full display because Proverbs chapter 23 is part of a larger section of Proverbs that originates from Egypt. The words that we read from scripture today are adapted from a book called The Instruction of Amenemope, which comes out of Egyptian wisdom. And it's sitting here in the middle of the Old Testament. And you might ask yourself, how did God's people get exposed to the wisdom of ancient Egypt? And the answer is, when they were enslaved there. Remember, the Israelites spent 400 years under the oppressive thumb of the Pharaoh uh, of Egypt. They were oppressed there. The Egyptians were their enemies. And yet, even while they were in enemy territory, they found that the Egyptians said some things, taught some things that were true. And because all truth is God's truth, they wrote those things down, held on to them over time, and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we have Egyptian wisdom sitting in the middle of our Bibles. Do you realize how remarkable this is? That God, through the Holy Spirit, inspired Egyptians who did not worship God, who did not know the God of the Bible. And yet God inspired them to utter true words that we now read off the pages of our Bibles today. Why? Because all truth is God's truth. And so the very fact that this scripture exists gives us some information about how you and I should navigate a world 
that is marked by cultural and religious differences. We live in a world that often says that if you disagree with somebody about one thing, then you have to disagree with them about everything. It's actually not true. All truth is God's truth. And when we encounter people who believe, live, and act differently than we do, we should be open to the idea that there could be something they say that's true. The uh, great Christian evangelist E. Stanley Jones did a lot of work in India. And in India, there's a lot of people of the Hindu faith. They don't worship the same God. But E. Stanley Jones had his ears open for the truth of God in the mouths of Indian people. And he encountered Gandhi. And he found that while he disagreed with Gandhi about a whole lot of things, that there were some things that Gandhi got right. And so you know what E. Stanley Jones did? He wrote to a man named Martin Luther King Jr. and said, you ought to pay attention to this Gandhi guy. And don't you know that Martin Luther King Jr., a Christian minister in this country, used the teachings of Gandhi to set forth his movement for racial justice in this country? All truth is God's truth. And we ought to be open to the truth that we can glean from others. And we see that playing out in Proverbs 23. So today's word to the wise actually comes to us from people who didn't know God at all. Now, throughout this series on wisdom, we have defined wisdom as practical knowledge that helps us navigate the twists and turns of everyday life. And it was the Old Testament scholar, Alice Miller McKee, who said that wisdom is a bit like a GPS system for your life. Everybody uses a GPS now, right? Can you believe we used to travel around without it? GPS is great. It tells you how to get to where you want to go. And it not only gives you turn-by-turn, step-by-step directions, but now GPS even does live updates. So when there's a traffic jam a mile and a half ahead of you, it gives you options for how to navigate that and get around it. When there's a police officer waiting to catch you in a speed trap, it tells you that. Speed trap coming, right? So the GPS system is a great way to navigate and get where you want to go. Well, wisdom is a bit like a GPS system. Wisdom helps you stay on course. Wisdom is knowing where to go and what to do next. Wisdom is knowing how to handle the obstacles in life. But here's the thing about a GPS system. It's only as good as the destination that you program into it. Right? If you put the wrong destination in your GPS, it'll give you all kinds of wisdom for where to go next, but it's going to take you to the wrong place. Well, in the same way, wisdom cannot automatically get you where you want to go. You first have to orient your life around a good destination, and then the wisdom that you receive in life is what allows you to navigate so that you can get to where you should go. You set a wrong destination then the wisdom that you seek will lead you off course. Why is this important? Well, in Proverbs 23, God's word teaches us through the witness of the Egyptians that the world will try to get you to set the wrong destination in your life's GPS. Because for as long as human beings have lived, the temptation of the world is to assume that worldly riches and the accumulation of wealth and power and things is the destination. That's why so much wisdom that you see out there in the world today is practical strategies for how to get rich quick. 
Isn't there so much information out there that's trying to help you figure out how to follow the dollar and make a little more? That is so much of the wisdom that drives our world today, where people are making decisions about where to go and what to do based on how do I end up with more riches in my possession because that's what's going to make me better. When I was in high school and was beginning to discern a call to ministry, I went to my guidance counselor. And I shared with my guidance counselor that I was considering going to school to study to become a pastor. Do you know what his response to me was? Are you sure? There's no money in that. Right? He was programmed to assume that the destination for every student was to make enough money to make a living, right? And that you should make all your decisions to navigate yourself to gathering those riches. But in reality... What Proverbs 23 tells us is there's some real problems that come if you make the accumulation of riches your destination. And so there's some warnings that we get from this uh, Egyptian wisdom from Proverbs 23. Listen again to Proverbs 23, verses 1 to 3. When you sit to dine with a ruler, know well what's before you. Put a knife to your throat if you're given to gluttony. Do not crave his delicacies, for that food is deceptive. You see, the, the words of the wise today is that you've got to know this. Riches are deceptive. Riches are deceptive. You think if I can just accumulate this thing, it's going to make my life better, but that'll deceive you because it won't necessarily. And so what the proverb says is, look, when you go into the banquet halls of the rich and famous, you could be tempted to walk into the room, ingest the food, and think, ah, I need this. And so there's this, this old euphemism that, that's a little bit graphic, but it says, look, when you walk into that place, put a knife to your throat. In other words, that way, when you eat that fine food, it doesn't get all the way into you, and you don't get to this place where you feel like, I've got to have this to have a good life. Because riches are deceptive. One of the reasons that riches are deceptive is because the thing about riches is you just can't ever have enough. You always seem to need more. There's a fable told about a man who thought to himself, if I could just have $10 million, my life would be so good. And so he set that as the destination in his life's GPS. And every decision he made was based on how he could get more money. And in the process of earning more money, you know what happened? He burned out all his relationships. He strained his family relationships. He strained his friendships. And finally, one day, he made $10 million, and he looked at his life, and he thought, you know, my life isn't as good as I thought it would be. And then he thought, I wonder what would make my life better. And he said, hmm, probably $100 million. But that's the way riches work, right? The more you have, the more you think you need. Another way that riches are deceptive is, the more you have, all of a sudden, things that once were wants in your life now become necessities. And, and the thing about worldly riches is this. Your perceived needs always seem to exceed your means. A Amy and I got married when we were still in college, and uh, we didn't have two nickels to rub together when we got married. The first apartment we rented was the cheapest thing that we could find. And I didn't think of it as a dump when we lived in it, but it was a dump, right? But we were happy there. But what's happened in the years since? Every place we've lived has been a little bit nicer than the last place. And I remember the first time that we went from an apartment 
into a house. We had all this space and we thought, this is great. You know what happens over time? You fill up the space and you start having conversations about how we need more space. And I often wonder to myself, if everything changed in our life and we had to go back to living in that apartment we lived in when we got married, could we be as happy now as we were then? And the answer is probably not. Why? Amy says no, <laughs> right? <laughs> Why? Because the thing about riches is you just can't ever have enough. And the need always exceeds what you have available. And so it's deceptive. You can think to yourself, the more I get, if I could just get a hold of a little more cash, if I could just get a nicer house, if I could just have a better car, my life would be better. That is deceptive because those riches, they, they don't actually satisfy. The wisdom of Proverbs continues, don't wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust in your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they're gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Have any of you been following the tales of the old Century 3 Mall? Do you remember 20 years ago, the Century 3 Mall was this huge center of consumerism. Think about the millions and millions of dollars that traded hands at Century 3 Mall. And when you went to Century 3 Mall, you believed it was going to be there forever. Not two decades later, it's a wasteland. Not only is it closed down, but the building is falling apart. It's this monstrosity and an eyesore and a danger. All the money that flowed through that place, poof, gone. What is the proverb trying to teach us? But riches are not only deceptive, riches are also futile. When you put your hand on some worldly possession or prize in this world, it will deteriorate, it will decay. It's the law of entropy, right? You can buy that brand new car and you think how shiny and beautiful it is. Drive it for one year. Tell me how shiny and beautiful it is now. And how much of its value did it retain? Riches are deceptive. Riches are futile. And Proverbs warns us, if you make them the destination of your life, the wisdom you follow, it, it means you'll make decisions to try to get more of those things. But in the, at the end of the road, it won't actually get you anywhere. Now, Jesus actually knew this wisdom. It's why in one of Jesus' wisdom teachings, the Sermon on the Mount, he said this, Matthew 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is Jesus talking about here? He's talking about the ultimate destination of your life. Is the ultimate destination of your life the acclamation the accumulation of worldly treasures? Or is the destination of your life the eternal things of the kingdom of heaven? If your destination's the kingdom of heaven, then you don't make your day-to-day -day decisions based on how to get rich in this life. Now, here's what I know, because it's true in my life, it's true in your life. We all need some riches. Can't get through this life without it. Bible doesn't teach us that it's wrong to have things. Things are part of life, but your things are a means, not an end. 
And if you've got a thing in your life that's so important to you that you would give up your end goal to have that thing, that's called an idol. And it's got too much influence on you. So have the things that you have in life, but hold them loosely because they're deceptive and they're futile. They're here today and gone tomorrow. But hold on to the things that are eternal and the things of significance. You see, at the end of the day, what the Bible is trying to teach us is that if you want to be wise, then you've got to begin with the end in mind. The ultimate goal is to put ourselves on a pathway where we can navigate this life and arrive at the kingdom of heaven. And so we'll make decisions today that will get us there in the future. And so that means followers of Jesus sometimes make decisions that don't make any financial sense. But we do it because our destination is not the accumulation of riches. And sometimes Christians will make decisions that the world doesn't understand because our world is pre-programmed to assume that the more things you have, the happier you're going to be. And we know that's a lie. And so we fix our eyes not on the things of this world, but we fix our eyes on the things of heaven. And then we navigate our life every day, making twists and turns and decisions that keep us oriented in that direction. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the truth of your word. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to orient our lives around that truth. And we pray, God, that you will teach us to see our riches as a means to serve you, as a means to live in accordance to your will, and that we would not give in to the temptation to treat our riches as a goal or as an end game. Lord, we pray that you would empty us of worldly uh, desires and that you'd fill us with a desire for nothing more than to do your will and to walk into the kingdom of heaven. And for this, we'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Dutail Church. A great way to respond to the message is to click on the discussion guide in the episode description. The guide is designed to help you reflect on the sermon individually or with a small group. We'd love to have you join us at Dutail Church for our weekly worship services. We worship at 9.30 and 11 on Sunday mornings, and you can worship with us in person or live online at dutailchurch.org. Please join us on the podcast for next week's message. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you.